You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, welcome back from that quick break. Uh, and Nick, we were just breaking down some of the coaching search stuff out there. I wanted to ask you, I know last week I, I finished asking you because I, I thought we would have some finalists by now, uh, who who you thought would be uh, the, the group of three or, or however many finalists, um, you know, w- would get, you know, uh, you know, second interviews. Uh, I want to ask you again, uh, Nick, who do you think is going to get second interviews? Do you think all these guys are going to get them? Is there anybody out there that's maybe it's changed your mind. I know last week I said David Shaw. seems like David Shaw is still kind of in the mix. It seems like everybody's in the mix. I mean, nobody's been ruled out other than Jim Harbaugh, uh, who basically ruled himself out. Uh, you know, is there anybody that that's entering the mix now that maybe you didn't think was in it a week ago? No, I, I think right now uh, the three main individuals, are Sean Payton, Dan Quinn, and D'Amico Ryans in no particular order, and yes, I'm still throwing D'Amico Ryan's in there because even though the conversation is well based on the Broncos' prior history with first-year coaches, then you know fans don't really want D'Amico Ryan's, and that kind of canceled him out. But you brought up a very uh, good point earlier that he is still the only coach that uh, is still in the playoffs. And Sean Payton, we know he has a job uh, with with Fox, but still, D'Amico Ryan's is still in that mix, and it's only right that they interviewed these guys for a second time. And because you want to make sure, okay, well, what didn't I or did I hear in the first interview that I'm not hearing now, right? And you got to think about it. When you think about Dan Quinn and you think about D'Amico Ryan, those two guys had to prepare for uh, playoff games facing off against one another. And that takes a lot of time uh, out of your preparation to have these interviews. Sean Payton, I mean, he's been prepared for this since last year. Right. So he's got all these documents, everything he needs to, to do as far as, hey, I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll change this with the roster. I'll bring this guy in, not put this guy out. So with those other two guys, you want to give them chance. You want to give them an opportunity. And we know based on how these coaches searches have gone over the years that there have been candidates who have not been really given a full opportunity to, to really interview, to get to really know those particular coaches. It's kind of a one-and-done interview, and sometimes those interviews are not as long. Like when, when the Broncos interview Hackett, they interviewed him twice, and we hear about the five hours and nine hours worth of interviews. To me, you don't take that long to make a decision. You have a checklist of what you're looking for. You ask the most important questions. You get those questions answered. You, can, you, you, you kind of convene with your group, and you make a decision. Right now, it is important. Once again, I continue to stress this, and I'm sure you agree with me, that they get this right. So interview these guys again, give them an opportunity, each candidate, candidate uh, an opportunity, the same opportunity that you're giving Sean Payton once again, which is his third time, not his second time, but give them that they're saying just do and do your due diligence and listen to each one of these guys. Listen to in detail how they answer these questions so you can make the right decision. Yeah, and I think, Nick, um, that's what I was saying earlier, right, is that, they realize that 
and again, I know that Greg Pinner and Condoleezza Rice and everybody that's on the search committee, they weren't here last week um, or not last week, last year. Right. But they realized that the Broncos made a mistake last year by not interviewing a second time a lot of those candidates and also you know getting again they got a little antsy with with Nathaniel Hackett and hired him because they are worried about other teams I don't think they're worried about other teams in this situation they're worried about themselves uh, and they're focused on getting this right and I think that that should be appreciated by you know Broncos fans and I know there's a lot of fans out there frustrated by all the speculation and rumors and no one knows what's going on they're keeping this quiet Nick this isn't like last year I don't know if you remember last year Nick there was all these videos of George Payton getting on planes and they would put out, we've completed interviews with so-and-so. They're not doing any of that this year. Uh, they're keeping it close to the chest. Uh, you know, they're, they're not, you know, leaking a lot of info out there. It's mostly info coming from, you know, the coaches agents that that's getting out there. So I, I think that, um, you know, they're, t- they're slow playing this. They want to make sure they get this right. And I think that's again, why they're waiting maybe to, to talk to D'Amico Ryans again and, and, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out, Nick, because I think that you can convince me right now just about anybody that they've interviewed could get hired. Can, can I give you the worst case scenario and, yes. and you tell me? I love doomsday scenario. <laughs> what do you think happens? So here, here's the worst case scenario, right? And you can think about it any way. And we, I can give you multi levels of the scenario, but I just give you the first one. Sean Payton decides, you know what? I'm going to go back to Fox. D'Amico Ryan decides, I'm going to take the Houston Texans job, okay? Dan Quinn decides, well, I'm going to go to Carolina or Jerry's going to give me some more money and I'm going to stay with the Dallas Cowboys either as their defensive coordinator or as their head coach. Where does that now leave the Denver Broncos? In a tough spot, Nick. Um, I think that leaves them with maybe David Shaw, and I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but I think he's very (laughs) squarely in the mix. Um, Either that or maybe a Jim Caldwell. I, I would still uh, – Nick, I really like Raheem Morris. I know that of all the head coach, the previous head coaches that they've interviewed, Raheem Morris doesn't have the best record of those guys. But I think he's shown enough that he deserves a second opportunity, and I, I don't think people are talking about him enough. Um, you know, I think he would be a good hire. I, I honestly think a lot of the guys that they've interviewed would be good hires. Would they be great hires? No, I think there's a handful of those guys in this group. Uh, and you mentioned all of them, you know, those guys would be like, like if they can't get Sean Payton, then they should get Dan Quinn. If they can't get Dan Quinn, they should get D'Amico Ryans. I've been, I actually think, I think D'Amico Ryans would actually be the best hire. I don't think they're going to do it because I think, again, they're looking for somebody with more experience. But I think D'Amico is going to be the best hire of the entire uh, cycle right now. Tell me, t- tell me why. Tell me why. I, I think that he, here's why. Not only is he, uh, I, I get it, he's, he's a first-time head coach. But what I think makes him different, Nick, is he played 10 years in the league. He can relate to players. He's he's risen quickly. And, Nick, what really intrigues me about him is he's worked, with, he, he's worked very closely with Kyle Shanahan. And I know that he's a defensive guy, and I think that he could come here and make this defense that's been great these last few years, you know, even better or stay, stay great, right? I think he has the awareness to go out there and hire the right person to lead the offense. And I just think he's a guy that can come in and change the culture for a long time. And he's a guy that I think that, again, I don't have like a ton of like, you know, you know, facts and bullet points that this is why he's going to be successful. I just believe in the guy and I like the way his background is played at Alabama, played 10 years in the league, you know, is a guy that can relate, like I said, to players because he's played in the league for as long as he has. Like 
you talk about some of these other first year head coach candidates, and I'm sure that some of them will turn out great. I think Jonathan Gannon from Philadelphia is great. Shane Steichen from Philadelphia is also great. But D'Amico's the one guy in this cycle that's played in the league uh, and, and played at a high level. Nick was one of the best linebackers in the league. Um, I, I just think that, you know, in today's day and age, if you're going to hire somebody, you have somebody that has that kind of experience and can connect with players because I think that, you know, the last few coaching staffs weren't able to do that. Um, and I think D'Amico can, and, and I, I don't know, I just, I just really like him and, and he's a winner, Nick, everything he's done in his career is he's won football games. Uh, he won at Alabama. He won in the NFL as a linebacker. And now he's risen quickly with the 49ers. And again, he's the one coach of all these guys that's still coaching right now. And at the end of the day, if you're the Broncos, isn't that what you want? You want somebody that that's a winner. And I think that that, that's why I like D'Amico. And I don't know. I just think he's a young guy that, uh, is going to be really successful wherever he ends up. And I think he, Nick, I think it also tells you a lot. This guy has the awareness um, to turn down some of these interviews, to focus on what he's doing right now with the 49ers. And I appreciate that. I think that that takes a lot from someone to turn down head coaching interviews to focus on what he's doing. And he also knows exactly what he wants in a job, which I think is why he's interviewing with the Texans and the Broncos, because those teams intrigue him more than maybe some of these other openings. See, that's interesting, George, that, that you, you say that. Because, once again, let's talk about the pink elephant in the room. When we look at all three of these candidates, the one thing that separates them is experience, right? That's what we continue to hear. But you just said, well, experience does matter, but it depends on where the experience comes from. You mentioned Dan Quinn and Sean Payton never played in the NFL. D'Amico Ryan's has. So he has that experience. And one thing that we continue to hear about Nathaniel Hackett was, hey, he's too close to the players, right? He's a player's coach. So being as though D'Amico played and he is a player's type coach, do you find that to be a problem? But I still go back to this. Experience has been somewhat of a reason why so many people in the media and so many fans said they don't want D'Amico Ryan's because they're repeating or the Broncos will be repeating something that has been a bad trend for them. But you mentioned something that no one's talking about. He has experience in ways that the other two guys don't have. So how much does playing experience have versus coaching experience? I mean, it, it depends on how you look at, it. I mean, I, you know, Nick, I don't know, but I just, I, I think that you mentioned Hackett being too close with the players. I mean, yeah, I think that, he was a little too buddy buddy with him. I don't. Demico, I don't think D'Amico would do that. I think D'Amico understands the value of a player, uh, you know, being a, a a player's coach, but not overstepping that boundary. I think he's shown that in the with the 49ers. And again, he understands what that relationship looks like because he was a player, right? And so I, I think that I'm not saying that like Dan Quinn or Sean Payton wouldn't be great coaches. Obviously, they've been good coaches for this long and they didn't play in the NFL. I'm not saying they have to hire somebody that has playing experience. I just think it's a benefit in today's league. When you talk about the power of the NFL PA, all the things that go on with the players in the locker room to have a guy that, that played not that long ago in the NFL, I think could be a huge benefit. And again, I think a lot of this stems from, I love what Kyle Shanahan's doing in San Francisco. And I just believe that D'Amico would bring a lot of that with him. Uh, and again, would be able to connect with these guys and, and help change the culture here because all he's done in his career is win, uh, whether that's playing or coaching. 
And so if he can bring some of that to Denver, then I think he'd be successful. So that's why, again, that's why I'd hire him. I think the Texans are going to zero in on him. So if the Broncos want him, uh, they're going to have to move quickly next week if, if they if they interview him a second time. But again, I I just really like D'Amico. I think he's – I've also just heard he's great with the media, which is obviously great for my job. Uh, but uh, I, I just think he'd be a really good hire, Nick. I, I, and I, again, I know that a lot of people are, are saying they got to hire somebody with coaching experience, but I think you would be uh, totally wrong to approach it in a way where, oh, well, we can't even – you know, hire a guy that doesn't have any head coaching experience. I think that's the wrong approach here. You got to hire somebody that you really feel in your gut uh, is the right guy. And if, if they feel it's D'Amico Ryan's, then it's D'Amico Ryan's. It's funny that that George Stoyer is basing his uh, coaching higher opinion based on what's best for George. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> uh, that's why I was excited. Jim Harbaugh wasn't hired because I heard he's terrible <laughs> with the media. Uh, Nick, I wanted to ask you before we get to break. Uh, and we'll get to that. We'll get to the one player that we wanted to talk about in the last segment. But I wanted to ask you uh, a lot of these. Uh, I, I don't know if you if you've followed some of these coaches that have left the Broncos or may potentially leave the Broncos. But have you kept up with uh, Nathaniel Hackett's interviewed a couple places? Justin Alton uh, has interviewed for some uh, offensive coordinator jobs. Obviously, he did a great job there at the end of the year. Clint Kubiak, I think, as well. Obviously, Evero. I think has interviewed for every single head coaching opening. Yeah. Um, what do you think of some of these guys? getting these, these opportunities. And uh, I'm guessing you, you think some of them will, will, will definitely land on their feet. Yeah. You know what? I'm happy for these guys. It's unfortunate things didn't work out here, but uh, anytime anyone can get an opportunity, man, I'm all for it. And I'm rooting for them no matter what happened in their previous stop. The fact that Nathaniel Hackett received the interview with the New York Jets and Robert Sala, I thought that was quite interesting being as though Mike LaFleur, the younger brother, Matt LaFleur, a guy who uh, coach Hackett actually worked with, now you're talking about running a similar type system uh, there in New York well, with the Jets and then Justin Alton. The first time I heard that he was getting an interview with uh, the Baltimore Ravens after Greg Roman kind of uh, resigned or they fired him, however you want to look at it, I thought it was co- quite interesting. But the first thing that came to mind was there's a guy who worked alongside Justin Alton that gave him a game ball uh, in that Chargers game. Could he have called Steve Bashotti? And Coach Harbaugh in Baltimore and say, hey, listen, I think I might have a guy. And the person I'm talking about is Jerry Rosberg, right? The Jerry Rosberg effect. Did he did he put a good word in for Justin Allen? Maybe that was the reason he got that uh, interview in Baltimore. It very well could be, Nick. I, I got to ask you, too. Have you seen the rumors about Jerry Rosberg in Denver and how he uh, maybe wants this job now? Oh, he wants it. Oh, he wants the job now, huh? That's the rumor out there that he uh, he pitched a plan to the Broncos that he feels like he should be considered. And the Broncos, uh, I think the quote was they thought it was interesting and uh, that they would consider it. Well, see, see, that sounds I guess like he's in the mix, Nick. I don't know. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Think about this. Let's put this in the form of data. Right. If, if you are kind of courting a young lady and she's telling you she would think about it or she would consider you as. Uh, a prospect, someone she wants to date. Do you know what she actually said to you? Do you realize she no. what she said to she you? She said, no, thanks. That's exactly. What <laughs> so <laughs> when you said that, that's the first thing I thought about. I was like, uh, thank you, no thank you. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't think he's a legitimate candidate. I'm sure the Broncos, um, you know, talked to him and, and were nice to him. But like you said, I think that they uh, they rejected his, um, his, his, uh, 
ploy there to try and be the next head coach of the Broncos. But Nick, we got to take a quick break. Uh, we'll dive into that that one player that I know you wanted to talk about uh, this offseason. Then we'll also get into some of these playoff games. They weren't as good this last weekend, Nick. I I know we we were spoiled the first weekend. Uh, this week, this last weekend, they weren't they weren't as good at games, but uh, still a lot to break down in those.